this session is a recording of a private session we did with a client. You can book a private session at schoolforthedogs.com. And for a limited time, if you purchase our online good dog training course available at schoolforthedogs.com courses, you can do a complimentary 30-minute virtual private training session with a School for the Dogs trainer. The trainer in this session is me, Annie. Aquila, Brianna, and their dog Heidi are clients of ours who live in New York City. Heidi is a rescue dog that they just adopted. Hi Heidi! Pretty rainbow collar. Thank you. So how did Heidi come into your life, your lives? Uh, we got Heidi almost a month ago now. Um, mm -hmm. I think a month tomorrow. On the 19th. Um, uh, we rescued her from uh, Greyhound Rehab. And... The organization's called Greyhound Rescue and Rehab, and they take greyhounds that are retired from the tracks, rehab them in foster care, and then adopt them out. Mm -hmm. um, so she was a racer for a couple of years. Um, she's three years old. Uh, so far we've done, we started on the 21 day training, right? That's where we started. Um, she is really good with look, um, pretty okay with touch, uh, still working on that in distraction areas. So like when we go to the park, um, depending on whether or not there's a squirrel, she'll respond, uh, or if there's a lot of stimulus, she loves people. So people are a big distraction for her. Like she'll stop walking if she sees a person, which in New York is like every two feet, just so she can get pets from other people. Yeah, and if they have a dog, then they're more likely to have treats. So she'll definitely stop. Uh, she's a little shy when it comes to other dogs though. Um, she does the, the scared tail. Uh, and like, depending on the type of dog, her hair will like, stand on end, um, but she kind of just stands there when dogs approach her. Um, once she engaged a puppy, uh, and they have like a quick little play moment, um, but she, like if we take her to the dog park, um, she doesn't really play with the other dogs. Yeah, and she doesn't show any signs of aggression towards them, like even with those I might be nervous um, signs, she just stands there and like the dog, she has no problem with the dog sniffing her face or sniffing her or licking her and then if they walk away then she follows the dog as in like oh I'm more interested now but not in like any aggression um yeah and so she's learning pretty quickly yeah she's highly food motivated so um I know in our email we uh mentioned the sit thing but literally right after that email uh she started to sit um or to recognize that and I shouldn't say sit like a lean type fit. It's the weird greyhound fit. <laughs> they have bad hips, but she doesn't have bad hips. It's just her legs. Yeah. Um, but she's starting to realize, like, if I, she only does it on her on her uh, bed right now, which, like, I get that. Um, she's starting to realize, like, if I put my butt down on this thing, I will get food. Um, and, and so we're kind of going from there to see if she'll eventually do like the, um, sometimes greyhounds do like a sphinx sit 
where their hind legs are doing the proper fit, but they're actually just laying down. Hi, baby. I'm on the phone. You can you can say hi. Hi. You want to say hello? Say hi. Say hi, ladies. Hi. It's a doggy, and mm -hmm. I'm doing some trainings. It's their doggy. Like your doggy is right there. Why don't you go do some oh, training with your dog? Thank God you're here. <laughs> you go do some training with your doggy. Um, have you done the um? Uh, uh, have you done the the good dog training part of the course yet? No, not yet. Uh, we started with the uh, the twenty one days. days. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Great. I suggest um, doing. I would suggest doing the good dog training course um, next. It. Okay. It's mostly videos. You can go through the whole thing in probably two or three hours, or you could do it a little a little at a time. Um, if, I mean, there's resources that take you out of the course, so it could take longer if you wanted to. But if you just you know did just that few hours, and I think that'll give you a really good overview, kind of of like the school for the dogs approach to training, um, which I I think you're gonna you're gonna dig based on your. <laughs> your vibe already with with her um you know a lot of it is about kind of um figuring out how we can arrange situations to get behaviors we want um and also figuring out how we can use the things we have access to that she likes in order to encourage behaviors that we want and to help create associations that we want her to make um and i think it's like really great that you're already so aware of um, her, of how she seems to be reacting to people and dogs on the street um, and in the dog park. What, just curious, what, where do you guys live? Like what dog park are you taking her to? Uh, the one at 72nd. Okay, I don't know that one. Dog parks in general, um, uh, the, the other course that I think you got in the package you got is called the, um, is there's another course called um, the Body Language Basics course mm -hmm. that um, is maybe like an hour's worth of content. Um, and I would suggest going through that one too, because I think it'll help you um, be uh, even more aware of how she is feeling at the dog park. Um, just help give you some things to look for and help uh, you notice what other dogs are doing at the dog park um, that may indicate, you know, stay close or go away. Um, I, I'm always hesitant to suggest people bring their dogs to dog parks in general, just because I feel like I don't trust other people necessarily in dog parks. No, a hundred, a hundred percent. And like, <laughs> and the whole like, oh, their dog, let them work it out. Um, you know, I, I think often they won't work it out the way we want them to work it out. And, and you know, I, it's also funny, like when you when you tune into like how much people are talking to their dogs at their dog park in order to talk to other people. Mm -hmm. You're like, like, you know, buddy, don't be a bully. You know, yeah. like, is that really going to help? Right. <laughs> not at all. Not That's at not all. how you get your dog to listen to you. Um, so, we also, so, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, we also tend to make sure because Greyhounds tend to have such thin skin. We go when there's not a lot of dogs there um, because she's also 
warming up to other dogs. So we don't want to want to overstimulate her. And we have only let her off the leash, I think, like once or twice. I think but that's really, by really yeah, really smart. And that's great that she's staying by you. You know, think of it as like, it's time where you guys can hang out together with her off leash mm-hmm. rather yeah. than, you know, this, like she's going to be in the center of the circle and I'm going to be on the perimeter on my phone, yeah. which yeah. I mean, like I've been guilty of like being on my phone at the dog park, but usually it's like when my dog is like, like literally on the bench next to me. And I, the way yeah. I'm thinking about it is like, we're hanging out off leash. He's with me. Yeah. I'm with him. And interestingly, actually, dog parks. Um, there's you, you. The bigger the dog park, often um, the uh, the the less in- incidences you're going to find. So actually, if you could, if if you can make it to like Central Park, where they're off. Oh yeah, hours, we live. Yeah, we yeah. live right next right to yeah. Central Park. And get, um, just get like a nice long lead for her. But um, what's nice is about that is like there's actually evidence that suggests that like at bigger dog parks people stay closer to their dogs because it's mm-hmm. not like if you're in a small dog park you can be like she's fine she's 10 feet away mm-hmm. yeah whereas if you're in a big dog park you're probably going to be more with her so um yeah I, I i am all for you know her getting you know getting the ability to stretch her legs um and you're saying she seems like very interested in people outside and less uh, and a little reticent about other dogs. Right. I think um, my my overall like big picture suggestion is and, and sorry, what are you feeding her food wise? And when are Neutro, you? Neutro. We're feeding her morning a tiny scoop in the in lunch hour and then regular dinner. So probably like seven thirty eight for breakfast and then like one p.m. for her like snack and then like five thirty six ish for her dinner. So she gets four cups of food a day. Um, all of it uh, dry food? Yes. And then we put a little bit of water in there um, because when we were having her on wet food, she was just not, greyhounds have very loose stool to begin with. Um, and her tummy was like, no, I don't like this. What, um, were, you, what were you giving her before? The So we're still giving her the Nutro uh, chicken, Wait, we, I think. It's was not it like free. You were giving her like canned before, you mean? Or? Yeah. Yeah. And then, well, we were mixing it. It was a mix of the dry and the wet food. Um, and then her, her stomach was like, no. Um, so we started giving her the dry food with a little bit of sweet potato sometimes. Um, and now we've just been doing the, the dry food. And is she psyched about it? Oh, she loves it. Oh, yeah. Literally, we tried to do the challenge where it's like, ask, like, you're starving your dog. And I put like five kibbles in there expecting her to be like, what the hell is this? And she like scarfed it up and kept <laughs> licking the bowl and was like, okay. has no problem with her. Table. And what about treats? Have you found treats that she's into? She yeah. likes everything. Uh, <laughs> we do, we, we uh, use the, oh, what is it called? The we hot call dog them. treats mm-hmm. from, from uh, the store? From the Which one? Which store? treat? The, I think it's the hot dog. They're like the cheese dog treats that are like scorched. Yeah. <laughs> She's um, dog treats. Okay. But yeah. we also give her like the chicken, the chicken strips that are like in a yellow okay. bag and blue. And then she came with some milk bones and. Uh, oh yeah. Those are great. Yeah. Those are great. Those are the tricky trainer cheddar ones. But yeah. one of, one of those treats, you can like use your thumb to break it up into like six pieces. Mm. Um, so if she likes her dry food, you can bring your dry food out with you and use it as treats. Um, I mean, just, Overall, as far as food goes, I mean, 
uh, I would suggest probably going more towards like a fresh food, something with limited ingredients rather than using a canned or dry food, just because like they're so much more highly processed. And, you know, as, as someone whose dog is now old, I'm like, I, I fed him like IMs, I think for like the first half of his life. And now I'm like, oh no, was it like toxic toxicities that, you know, <laughs> built up in his body. Um, you know, before I switched to feeding him more like fresh foods, I think it's really, I think it's, it does make a big difference as far as like their overall health, just because since we are feeding them the same things every day, mm -hmm. they can build up um, like, you know, issues can build up more than like with us because we have just naturally a more varied diet. So um, uh, I have a podcast episode I did a few months ago called um, with, with the woman who runs truth about pet food. Dot com, which is a really good site. And she puts out a list that you can buy for $10 of like the best dog foods. And she does like all the research to figure out like the 10 or 20 best dog foods. And I've now, I'm like committed to only buying like whatever's on her list. So I pass on that information, take, take it or leave it as you will. Um, I, and I mean, even if you're just making part of her food, fresh food, I think it's probably a good idea. But if you were to change yeah. nothing, um, at least you could be using her dry food as treats. Um, and also, you know, I think it's generally a good idea to feed in, in toys. I'm a big fan of work to eat toys, um, just to generally, you know, like help engage her brain, et cetera, et cetera. But to go, to go back towards addressing like your specific issues of how can we help her feel good about um, like other dogs on the street mm -hmm. and not be so distracted by people. Um, my suggestion is to start making your walks like dining outdoor walk so like get a get a treat pouch have it on you and um you know if you wanted all of her meals really could be like these uh out outdoor eating extravaganzas um where what you want to do is is both create an association for her that you know like when other people uh when other dogs approach you know i get something good for my women. Yeah. She's starting to get that. We we started to just give her treats um, when other dogs would smell her or her kibble because she she enjoys it. Um, so now she's, at, because before she wouldn't even stop to look at other dogs. She, she's like, and I'm moving along. Yeah, I think if she doesn't, I don't think she necessarily needs to stop and do any, any kind of greeting with other dogs for now. I think yeah. I would just focus more on like, you know, you, you see another dog 20 feet away, Heidi gets a treat at your knee and it, you know, be specific about where you're giving it so that she doesn't have to go looking for it. And, um, you know, you can let her know that it's coming, you know, you can use like a word like yes or a clicker or whatever, but with the thing that you're using, the thing that you're saying yes to, or the thing that you're clicking, it doesn't need to be like a specific behavior that she's done. It's just in, in this instance, letting her know like, hey, there's a treat at my knee. And what's going to happen is she's going to start being like, oh, every time I see another dog, there's a treat at their knee um, or wherever you want it to be. But it should be somewhere, again, predictable, easy for her to get to um, <clears throat> ditto with people um, because and, you know, it, I would keep greetings of people to a minimum right now. I mean, not I, I want her to have a, a happy relationship with dogs and people. But again, she, because she's like. I mean, she's pretty new in your life. Yeah. And um, so like, let's do all we can to make her be like, these two people are the most awesome people. Um, actually, the, I uh, I did a podcast episode a couple of weeks ago with um, 
or maybe last week with this guy, Dom Hodgson, who's a trainer in England. And his whole idea is like, he talks about like, like be your dog superhero, like mm -hmm. make your dog think that you, you control all the good things in life and you have magical powers. And also like he, he talks about like being selfish with your dog, which like at first I was like, well, isn't that kind of a negative thing? Like, I mean, it sounds negative, like be, like be selfish. But what he means is like, be selfish of your dog's attention. Like if your dog has the opportunity to like be interested in other people or other dogs, like make sure your dog is interested in you. Like, and that's what he means by being selfish because it's like at the end of the day, you're the person who's keeping your dog safe and you want your dog to like look to you for, um, you know, all information about what is and isn't okay. And you also want your dog to just like generally have the association that like wherever you are is a good thing, like associate, you know, being outside at all with like, you know, all of these great things from, from you guys. Um, so get a good treat pouch if you don't have one already and make meal time, outdoor time, not doesn't have to be forever, but I would say give it like a week and just see how that goes and see how that changes her behavior purely, purely just feeding her in a new place. And, um, <clears throat> and you know, another way to help help her get, keep her attention on you outside could be like changing directions a lot. So and walking fast, like if she's like, oh, I got to keep up with them and I never know where they're going to go. Um, I mean, that also just might make walk like walking more fun for her. Yeah. Um, and she, uh, she really does like to walk. We don't have much issue with getting her to walk unless like we're trying to get her accustomed to her harness. But the thing that we've been currently struggling with has been like, since she's learning to sit and like has to sit in order to get her food, then like the second we go to move her food down, she like, it's like her sits last two seconds. The elevator so. drill was not uh, like day one. She did not understand why we were doing the elevator drill. And uh, <laughs> that was actually the first time that we heard her bark at us. Like consistently. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. They were like, greyhounds don't bark. And then here she is like barking nonstop for like a minute. She's like, I am standing on my bed. I stood on my bed, give me my food. And we were like, no, no, no. And, and she was doing all the other, uh, think commands like looking and so bopping like looking at us and like touching our hand and we we're trying to do the elevator thing she's like I don't understand what's happening <laughs> <laughs> well, well then I you know you can skip that exercise for now if she's not like bum rushing you when you're eat when you're giving her her food but also like I said I you're probably going to be giving you can also use just her regular food in training so like mm -hmm you could basically like get rid of the bowl altogether for a while um, and try the elevator elevator game with something that she's like less um, jazzed about, but still interested in. So like use it with like do it with a toy or her water bowl or something like that. Uh, but if sitting is an issue, I don't know a lot about like greyhounds in particular as a breed and their ability or inabilities to, to sit, to be completely honest, but but I do think sit is kind of an arbitrary behavior that we've all decided dogs need to do. And mm -hmm. if like sitting's not her thing, it's not her thing. That's yeah. my, you know, personal feeling about it. So like if you wanted to work on like her lying down, right? That's, more that's than really sitting. What we did mm -hmm. was uh, we we had read the Greyhounds for Dummies book because we we never had a Greyhound and we had the a similar experience with like other dogs where they can just sit and so we learned that it's easier to kind of capture their down movement and let them know that like oh while they're down reward them while they're down uh and they'll get the sense that oh if i lay down um 
then I hit three, and then we started to do that when she kind of sits, so when she's starting to lay down, like as soon as her butt hits the ground, we'll click her um, and and let her know, oh, this is like the first time she did it. I was like super dead. I was like, oh my God, good girl, Heidi. Like she, <laughs> the first time we went out um, with her, granted, it was like the very first weekend that we got her, we took her to the park um, for a picnic. She stood up for like two hours. Entire time. <laughs> Just just standing like on guard and I was like okay this is not desirable like we want you to be able to relax when you come to the park you know just to go to for a picnic and then last weekend took her back to the park um brought her blanket uh and put it down and it took a a while like she was standing for a bit and as soon as she laid down first of all I was shocked I didn't actually think that she would lay down because the first time we went she stood up for two hours um but as soon as she laid down, I like clicked her, praised her, gave her, gave her treats. And so I think she's starting to make the association between like, it's, it's still not a sit, but it's a, as long as it's a down, uh, a down. Yeah. Well, you know, you can, can also like, work, work at, yeah. I mean, that's basically what you want is some sort of stationing position. Right. And, um, and, you know, to that end, just shaping her to go to a mat or go to mm-hmm. her bed. Um, and actually, if, if you want, we can try doing that a little bit if you want to position your camera. Have you done like shaping to a mat with her at all? So we've, I, can you explain maybe a little bit about what you mean by shaping? But what yeah. we've been doing is like getting her to like anytime she gets a reward, we make sure we give it to her on her bed. So like okay. before we have dinner. Um, because she's also not good at, she's a big beggar. She's not good yet at leaving us alone when we have food because um, we predominantly eat on our couch. And so what we've been doing is like, we've been getting her to go over to her bed. We've been giving her a treat or like a toy that will entertain yeah. her while we're eating. And then we will um, come and eat dinner. But in order for her to get the toy, she has to like do a sit or a lie down. Great, that's yeah. the way she like. And you have, a, what's her bed? Is her bed like a poofy thing? Well, she's currently, so I will say 92% of the time she lays on it like she knows what she's doing. And then the other 8% of the time she like just burrows it and like lays on part of it. So it's a fluffy, it's a fluffy mat. And that's normally what it looks like. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's it's a pretty flat thing. Okay. So I think what you're doing is really smart. Like you're giving her stuff in the spot you want her to be in. And um, so when I'm talking about shaping, you know, we're different ways that we get behavior capturing is like pinpointing the moment that it happens. Mm -hmm. Right. And then that's where we're, you know, using a clicker to pinpoint a moment. Luring is when we're kind of bringing them somewhere, whether we're bringing them there with like a hand or food or whatever. Um, And certainly you can get behaviors purely just by, you know, creating associations like, Hey, there's, there's great stuff on my mat all the time. I think being on the mat is what I want to do, which is what you're Mm -hmm. doing, which is awesome. Um, But uh, I, I like teaching a, a dog to have a mat that's like a sticky spot is how I think about it. Like um, I like using I like using a yoga mat, but you or like a, you can cut a yoga mat in half. So like something that's just very low to the ground, but what you have there looks actually pretty, you know, like low to the ground. Um, and uh, what you can do, and we can if you want to go grab some treats we can or you have some already we can do this already um we're just going to shape her to go to that mat and you can start with putting a cue on that all the way to you know all the way from the very beginning whatever that cue is but also like we can pick a cue it could be banana doesn't really matter but like the 
the presence of the mat can also just turn into a cue of like, oh, that thing is there. I know what to do there. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one reason why it's actually nice, I think, to have something like a yoga mat that you can like fold up and like throw in your bag and bring with you somewhere is because then you you can put that down and whether she's she's gonna know oh I need to go to that thing and it's yeah whether she's which is smaller than a blanket right and whether she's sitting or lying down on it it doesn't really matter it's just information for her of like oh this is where this is where my ladies want me to be right now <laughs> you know? yeah. um and uh, and actually, you know, the nice thing about like a yoga mat is like you could cut it eventually down to like a really small piece, and it's, it's just information for her of like yeah. that's where I want. And and again, you know, the, the sit you could teach her to go there and sit. You could teach her to go there, and lie down. You could teach her to go there and you know roll over. It does like, it's, but the idea is like when she's there, she's there. Um, yeah. And um, another another like tool that I that I recommend all the time. Um, and is good for stuff like you're doing where you're going to be like on the couch and you want her to be on her spot, but you don't want to have to be like getting up constantly to like go give her a treat. Um, I mean, of course, you could you could get into the habit um, of giving her her food in a toy on her mat while you're eating. So because that's going to like extend the length of her meal time, so that she's going to be less likely to bother you. It's going to help tire her out. Um, I mean, I think I think every dog can benefit from getting all of their food in some in some combo of training and toys. Um, and I'm happy to recommend some more you know, specific toys. Um, but uh, but I also really have the treat and train. It's like $125. It's a treat dispenser that has a remote control. And mm -hmm. um, I I like using that for lots of different things. It's not like it's like pretty old school. It doesn't have like cameras and Bluetooth and like fancy stuff. It's just like a button that you push and trees come out. And um, <laughs> what'd you say? I said we're home all the time. We don't need a camera and Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the other stuff that's out there is like fancy and cool, but like it, this is like idiot proof. Just push button, thing comes out, um, runs on batteries, and uh, it sits on the floor. And um, yeah, and you can set it. You could you could sit, you know, 10 feet away at your couch or wherever um, and just trigger it every time she's on the mat and being quiet. You could set it on a timer. So it's just like, you know, every 20 seconds, it's popping out a treat. Um, it's it's a cool tool in that way. And you can totally use that with uh, like kibble or, you know, any variety of dry, dry treats. So um, I think those are totally worth worth uh, the investment, but let's see if we can do some shaping with her to a mat. So why don't you position the camera, get some treats ready. So um, if you have a treat pouch, that's cool. Or else just one of you, why don't you get treats going in one hand? Um, I want you to put, if you're going to put it in hand, put it in like whatever your non-dominant hand is. And, um, and you can, you know, start out. Oh, she's so beautiful. Thank you. Know, yeah. Why don't you start out um, just putting like a few treats on that mat so that she, without any cue or anything, just dribble them on the mat and let her enjoy them on the mat for a moment. Yeah, you're just solidifying like, oh, this is where I want you to be, girl. And then <clears throat> um, why don't we deliver, so we're gonna have to give her a treat to get her like to, cause we wanna like reset her. I don't wanna reset her like to go too far away, but maybe it looks like you have a tote bag or something on the floor behind her, maybe kind of like- No, that's a pillow. <laughs> yeah, like where that pillow or whatever is near her tail. 
um, want like in that little diamond on your oh. carpet. Why don't you put the treat on like on a little that little diamond on that carpet just to get her off. So yeah. just just Heidi. to warm her up. Let's without you don't even have to use the clicker or anything right now. Just give her Heidi. that treat on that spot um, next to the bed so that she sees it's there and then put one on the mat. Yeah, I can't see it though. If you can put it more where Brianna Brianna's hand is, I think would be better because then I can see it. Yeah, then put it on put it on the ground like on the Give carpet me. in the same spot Come each time. Heidi. Yeah. Right here. Look down. <laughs> you know, for sight hounds, sometimes you don't have very good sight. Come here. Yeah. Come here. Good girl. Go. Okay, and now put another one on the on the bed. And now put another one on that on the carpet, same spot again on the ground on the carpet. So she can see exactly just I want her to get in this little I just want to like bounce her back and forth oh, for a second. Heidi. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Heidi. I'm trying to make sure I can't see you, you guys holding the treats, but try and make sure she's only seeing the treat that's going down on the mat. So again, now put it back on the bed, one on the bed again. She's like, she's like this is amazing. So was she a racing dog then? She was. She was. Heidi. Is that like still even a thing? It's, it's so foreign. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's actually yeah. still the predominant reason why greyhounds are bred. Um, very few puppies are born in the U.S. each year that are not uh, racing greyhound puppies because there was such a problem with, um, Heidi, right here, there was such a problem with breeding and then not adopting out. And so they really limited the amount of dogs that were being bred not for racing so that the retired racers could be adopted. Um, so, yeah. So did she have like a racing name? He does. It's off with a boom. Off with a boom. Mm -hmm. And was she uh, was she a good racer? I mean, she won five times. She ran 31 races. Mm -hmm. So she was like good enough to race for a couple of years, but not good enough to stay for very long. Um, but the average age of retiring for greyhounds is two to three years. Was she like living in a, a kennel then? Or did, I don't know how that even Yeah, works. she was living in a kennel. Um, and it's, what they typically do is they like split the litter up. It is right there, ma'am. <laughs> well, see, there she goes. So is it, well, it's a good demonstration of why, I mean, that, that you're putting it on something that's not super plush. It's like a little bit plush, but you can see why mm -hmm. the benefit of putting it on something flat. So, oh, good girl. Just, just good sit. Good sit. Yeah, I would just you like. You like on the side. It's so cute. Um, it's ridiculous. Okay, so now what I want you to do is now. So uh, we were just building some interest in the bed. She's clearly psyched to be on the bed. Now what I want you to do. Do you have a clicker handy? Yeah. Okay, I want one of you to just click when she puts one foot on that bed. Just kind of ignore her there. Click there. And now I want you to give her a treat on the bed and then put the second treat back on the floor where you had it and put it down low. Yeah. She doesn't have to sit when she gets her now. Put the now off. You're, you're giving her the treat off the bed um, on the ground. She's beautiful. So it's like I'm here again. Okay, now give her the treat off the mat. This is a freebie treat. You don't have to click or anything. Just give her a freebie treat off the mat on the carpet, same spot as before. Okay, and now she's gonna turn around. I want you to say the word bed. As she starts to go there, just one time, and then I want you to click when she has one foot on that bed. 
and just kind of ignore her until that. Oh, good girl. Good. And now put the treat off the bed again. So let's, why don't you just do that like three times? She's already almost getting four feet on that bed. Let's let's click. I want you to click when she gets two feet now. We were doing one. Let's do two. Otherwise, keep the exercise exactly the same. Heidi. Heidi. And just be real boring. Let her figure it out. You want more triple treats? Oh, that, two oh, feet. Oh, bed. Yeah, good. <laughs> she's already she's like four feet. I got four feet, Mom. She's 100%. Okay, Heidi. Good. Now, just to speed her up a little bit, I want you to do everything you've been doing exactly the same, except she's only going to get the treat off the mat now. No more treat on the mat. Uh, again, this is just so we can get some more reps of her go going on and coming off, going on and coming off. So give her the treat off again. Oh, God. That I love it. It's so cute. I just want to snuggle her. Uh, Snuggleable too. <laughs> you know, have you been to Have you been to our studio? No. no. You know. Do you know about our schoolyard? No, I, but I think so. We learned about school dogs from our friend who had a puppy, and that's where he took the the puppy to get trained. So I think that's yeah. where. Yeah. We have an off-leash. Who's your friend? Maybe I know that. Uh, Sherman. Is the dog's name Sherman? Or name? Yes, he's also called Gogo. Gogo. -Go. Oh, it sounds familiar. Is it like a brown lab? Yes. Um, yeah, I, I have a, a memory. Um, well, you got to get back up so you can come get this treat. Yeah, she's like, hold on. I'm, things are good. Uh, well, we have what's called schoolyard, which is like an off-leash trainer supervised playtime Okay, now click that, and now the treat is going to be delivered on the rug. Good. So, yeah. Bed. Click, and then deliver on the rug. Heidi. Heidi. Great. This is great. Bed. And I, so we, you know, when you're shaping any behavior, you're always starting with like very low criteria and raising the criteria little by little, and clearly she, uh, she is skipping the steps. I mean, we can start with one paw and go to two paws and go to three paws, but she's already at four paws. So if you wanted to wait for four paws now, you could wait for that, I think. Um, and we do a lot of her kind of behavior training on her bed. So she definitely has understood that this is like great. where she needs to be. <laughs> good. Well, it's great yeah. for her to have. Oh, look at that. Oh, good. Now, we now yeah. You know what, if you want just to push it like, by the way, next time you do this, start from scratch, like, you know, start from one paw, like you can build it up, practices in other rooms. If you want to get another mat to, you know, like a yoga mat to try that with, go for that, do that. And just again, start from the beginning, always set it up, always set it up to be super easy. Um, but uh, let's, let's go, let's go crazy and see if we can. I'm doing like a sped up version of this kind of because you could take every step that we've done and do it for 20 minutes. Like you don't have to go as fast as we're going, but I also, I don't want her to be bored. Um, and I want to show you guys where it's going. Um, and, you know, 
the, the shaping process, you know, for now we're doing like one foot, two foot, three foot, square foot, but shaping is like a constant thing. So it's like, yeah. is she able to do this on a new pat, new mat? That's a new criteria. Is she able to do it in a new part of the room? Is she able to do it and then stay there for three seconds? That's what that we want. Ideal. We want to be able to have her like butt to ground and then to be able to like take her food bowl and put it in the food like holder and then say like, yours or okay to then like signal okay. her to go get the food i, I right think if you if you devote 10 minutes of this 10 minutes to this a day you'll be there in a week is my guess so okay um let's do just a little bit more working towards that goal i'm just trying to explain like how you can shape other things because also like shaping her to do this outside is going to be yeah. a new thing again you're going to start from scratch but it can be a great way to teach her to relax outside and if you have a mat that you've worked on inside with her a lot you know, it's going to be we not use this blanket and then that's the blanket that I brought to the to the park. So she great. Definitely yeah, has some good associations with it. that's that's awesome. You guys are great. <laughs> I'm so happy to talk to you guys. All right. So let's just try um, again. What I want you to do now is basically just what you were doing. And again, the, the treat off the mat, that's just to reset her and to build up a little speed, because often when we can get more reps in a shorter amount of time, things just like solidify a little bit better for them. And they get into a zone of like, I go here, I go there, I go here, I go there. So um, except this time, let's see if uh, you can uh, wait for her to go lie down on the bed before you click. Um, and I'm having you guys add the cue of the word bed from the beginning. Um, it's again, I, I think she's probably just gonna go there on her own. So it's not really that important to me if you say the word bed or not, but it doesn't hurt to say it. What? Yeah, whenever you're adding a cue, you want to be saying it when she's about to do the thing anyway, kind of like, okay. like when, I mean, I, th I think of it like <clears throat> when I'm teaching my daughter a new word, you know, I'm like, mug, you know, <laughs> like, I'm not like, you know, mug or, <laughs> you know, like, like you want to like, <clears throat> You, you want to make the association between the cue and the behavior as clear as possible. You're not asking her to do it at this point. You're just connecting it, bed. Um, uh, so at this point, you're just like attaching the word to the thing she's doing anyway. Okay, now just like be boring and let's just see what she does. And I want you to be ready to click the second she moves into anything that looks like a sit. Click. Yes. Oh, good. And now re try rewarding her. Uh, I, if you want to reward her in that position, that's fine. And then give her a bonus treat off or if you want to reward her just off. Okay, same thing. Let's do exactly the same. That was beautiful. Now, uh, again, I would keep doing exactly what you're doing just to solidify this for a little bit, but just because I'm, I'm not going to be here talking to you again in three days, I just want to show you how you're then now going to work this into a stay. So next time, good. Next time she does it, I want you, after she sits, now our criteria, we're always changing the criteria, you know, only in little increments. I want it to be like, when she sits, I want you to count to like two in your head and then click. Okay. Heidi, come here. 
Great. Yeah, good. Okay, perfect. Lovely. And you could, and to encourage her to like stay there, you could now just like, just give her like every, every five seconds, give her a treat while she's sitting there. And that's also helping her to be like, God, all I need to do is just sit here and be chill. I know. And then you can, and then you can, um, you know, start that your criteria can start being like, will she do this while I turn my back and walk away? Um, you know, make sure you don't get in the habit of staring at her during training. Um, so, cause you don't want her to be like, as long as they're looking at me, I must stay put. You oh, want her, yeah. you want her it to be very like, difficult because the first thing she learned was look. And so now she like, is just like in our eyes all yeah. the time. Yeah. Like, oh, I know I'm going to get treated. <laughs> well, and even, even just like facing her, but moving your eyes away, you know, again, shaping is about like the absolute smallest increments that she can handle. Um, but just be cognizant of like, I'm going to look away from her. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, you're lucky because you have each other. So you can, you know, you can critique each other. <laughs> like, don't, don't stare at her while you're doing it. Um, but you guys, you guys have a, a beautiful dog there. She is Thank just, you. I'm in love with her and I, I've only met her on a screen. Oh yeah. Uh, She's a super mush. Everybody who meets her is like, oh my God. Even mm -hmm. Great. Well, keep doing what you're doing. Um, yeah, I suggest doing the good dog training uh, course itself. Um, let me know if you have any problem logging in. Um, I'm ex we're, we're experimenting um, like with this sort of um, communities feature um, in like for people who bought the course recently. It's like totally like super beta mode, but I'm gonna invite you guys if you wanna um, yeah, like that would be great. Don't judge. Just <laughs> no you're, you're there to help us figure out if we can get this to work. And um, if you can get down to the, our studio, I know it's a I know it's a trek from where you are, um, but I would highly suggest coming uh, to to do our schoolyard. There is a little like um, sort of quiz online that we ask people to do to make sure that like you know you're you're understanding sort of the bigger picture. I'm sure you guys will pass the flying colors. And then the first session is an evaluation to make sure that it's like a right fit for her. But even if you were able to come like, it's members only, we approve all the dogs that are there. There's a trainer there 100% of the time. Um, we have like a large like outdoor, uh, so we have a large downstairs area. And then upstairs we have like a, a smaller like indoor outdoor area. We're, we're trying to be like super conscientious about like keeping it small. I mean, obviously for the dogs, but also for the humans. Um, yeah. I think I, I think if you guys came and if you guys you know were able to come even just like twice a month for a couple months, I think you will learn a lot that will help you be um, better uh, at negotiating dog parks when you go to like the public dog park. Um, I didn't know your physical location was open right now. Yeah, well, we're, our hours are limited um, for the moment. Uh, the retail shot. Also, if you come, you'll, you can see we have like tons of work to eat toys and treats and whatever. Um, our re the retail area is open right now for the moment, 12 to 4, Sunday through Wednesday. And then um, we have a schoolyard and all other kinds of things happening at hours that are outside those times. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I highly, highly suggest that. Um, um, I mean, if only because it's, if, you know, I, I, I would definitely suggest getting her some work to eat toys and you can like see them all in person there. I mean, you can also just go to our website, but. 
no, yeah, yeah, come on down. Uh, chew toy that she she has to chew around. Um, what are these things like rubber? I don't know. Oh, like they the busy inhibit, bone. Yeah. Yeah, it inhibits her from getting the the full treat at, at one time. Yeah. She struggles with like actually biting things to to get food um, out of them. She just licks them, and then if, like, the doesn't come out, then, like, she yeah, kind of the, ignores it. the Kong is, like, not my favorite toy because I think it's kind of like the, like, the OG, you know, mm-hmm. dog toy, and, like, God bless them for making it, um, but it, uh, it's, it can be hard for them to get the food at the end. Yeah. It's, like, generally better for, like, putting peanut butter in and just kind of letting them, like, get the, you know, lick peanut butter out. I really like... The, we have we carry a toy called the topple which is kind of like a kong kind of like a kong but it's wider at the it has a wider lip and uh, and it, it, it kind of looks like a thimble um mm-hmm. but i give my dog a lot of his meals in that um and it works well with um like wet food or raw food or, or uh, dry food actually you can even use it with dry food you can put two of them together to use it with dry food um Slow food bowls. Um, do you know what a slow, a slow food bowl is? Yeah, yeah. like I, my dog eats a lot of meals out of slow food bowls. It's like really just as easy as dumping food in a, in a regular bowl, except yeah. Through. We also dogs had a dog that had their food put into a ball, um, and then yeah. they rolled the ball throughout the apartment, and the kibble yeah. would drop out and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, there's kind of like categories of toys. Like I like there's like Kong like sto- toys, and then. I call them like kibble ball toys. Um, the bob a lot is one I like a lot that we have that's like mm-hmm. like weighted at the bottom, but has mm-hmm. a hole in the side. So yeah, um, you know, any any anything you can do to help her uh, get out any amount of energy in the apartment, you know, especially on a rainy day like today and, you know, living in New York City and you have a greyhound, <laughs> you know, like, uh, I mean, I, I suggest doing all of that stuff and, you know, you know, getting three or four toys and then just, um, alternating them um and uh and giving you know giving them to her on on her mat um so my assignments for you is uh check out uh do the schoolyard application and see if you can find a time to come by again i I know it's maybe like distance wise like a big commitment but if you could do a couple times i think you'll get something out of it um do the good dog training online course um and let me know if you have any questions at all i'm going to invite you to this community we're trying out and um, and then I I suggest just think about food. If you want to listen to this this that podcast episode, Truth About Pet Foods, I did it like uh, maybe three months ago. You can find it if you go to School for the Dogs podcast, um, or you can just go to truthaboutpetfood.com. I think it is and buy her list. I think it's ten dollars. But I'm really like I really will never feed any dog of mine anything other than what she recommends. Like she she convinced me in our conversation that like it's just that important. So because you're just starting out with your dog, I offer you that. I mean, again, I fed my dog, you know, like nothing special dry food for like half of his life. And he, you know, lived to be, I mean, he's still alive, knock on wood, but he's pretty healthy. But I do think that like there, you can extend their life and, and improve their quality of life based on like the quality of food. And, and like, there's some, really great options out there that are like a lot of them won't break the bank and actually on her website too um she has like recipes and stuff so um and i say this all being like i'm not like actually like a health nut kind of person but i think like if we can if we can uh you know anything we can do to uh to make our dogs happy healthier and and whatever and it's certainly they're they're usually psyched to eat things that are delicious 
Sounds oh, like yeah. she sounds like she's not too picky, which is good news. And the and the dry food, um, <clears throat> like yeah, if she has a dry food that you like, you know, use that as as treats. Mm -hmm. um, great. Well, so nice to meet you guys. Um, thanks Hi. for thanks for letting me record this. I'm gonna try and put it up on the podcast. Maybe it'll help other people. Um, mm -hmm. But I also just like hope you'll stay in touch and let me know how things go. Definitely. Thank you so much. Thank you. you. Yeah. Take care. Have a great day. You too. Bye bye. Right after I did this session with Aquila and Brianna and Heidi, Maggie Wood, another trainer in New York City, sent uh, an article to me and some other trainers by the Norwegian dog trainer and writer Turid Rugas uh, that made me think about Heidi. It's about sitting and dogs. Um, I wanted to share this article. Uh, which you can find at turid-rugas, that's R-U-G-A-A-S dot N-O. Uh, I'll post it in the notes. When, where, and how do dogs sit? Sit is usually the first thing people teach their puppies without thinking about the consequences of why they do it. We wanted to know more about the sit. So many years ago, we started the sit study among my dog trainer students, and it has been an ongoing study for 20 years now with amazing results. Several thousand dogs have been observed, and we learned many things we did not know before. First, we learned that if dogs have the choice, they do not sit very often. They stand, lie down, and sit in some particular situations. It is partially related to breed, age, structure, and physical health, so can vary from dog to dog, but in general... All dogs sit much less by choice than we ask them to. It is not the preferable thing for them to do, and we need to listen to them. Nature knows best. Looking at the reasons for that, we could clearly see what it was about. One, it takes a lot of muscles and power to sit and get up. It takes a long time for babies to get muscles and strength enough to do it, also for puppies. They simply have not enough muscles to do all the sitting. We ask them, and they will get pain and jeopardize the joints by doing it too often and too long. Therefore, they sit crookedly, stretching legs forward and lie down quickly. It gets too painful. During training sessions, they are sometimes asked to sit 10 or 20 or up to 60 times. Imagine how those muscles must ache and bother the puppy. Try to do it yourself. Two, the same will happen when they get old and lose muscles again. Never ask an old dog to sit. It might very well cause him pain. Some dogs have a structure that is not good for sitting like hounds with their long thighs. Three, when puppies are born, they are not complete, and x-rays show that joints are not connected to the sockets yet. They actually float around. They will slowly grow to connect, but it takes many months. Making them sit means they might pop out of position because they there are not muscles enough either to keep them in place um, that can cause damages for life. My students observed dogs sitting when they wanted to, and the results were overwhelming. Hounds, in most cases, never sat. They lied down directly. Dogs with health problems, the same. Old dogs, too. Healthy, strong adult dogs sat, but far from as much as we asked them to. One dog sat once in a three-month period. Studies like that tell us much about what is natural and right for dogs, and we should respect that. Reasons for sitting. One, first and foremost, they sat down when they needed to look at something at a distance and they have to raise their heads and curve the neck to be able to do it because of the position of the eyes. The neck gets painful after just seconds, so they sit down to straighten out the curve of the neck. This was the overwhelmingly highest number of why they would sit down. Two, secondly, they sat as a mid-station between lying and standing. Three, then far down on the list came sitting as a calming signal, trying to calm someone down. We also have learned behavior. So if you ask your dog to sit when getting food, going out the door and so on, very often they will do it by habit, but that habit, but that does not mean it is good for them. So should you ask your dog to sit? 
I advise you to observe your dog first. Does he sit down easily or does it look a bit hard doing it slow, not willingly? Then you should not. Do you know that your dog has a physical problem, is old or very young, and therefore does not have developed muscles yet? Then you should not. Do you have a hound or dog with hound shape? You should not. Do you have a very heavy breed, he will need so much more power to sit and get up that you should not ask him either. And absolutely never a puppy from a heavy dog breed. Observe your dog sitting. Does he sit down straight when he sits by himself or does he sit with one or two hind legs stretched forwards sitting on the ham or in another awkward way? Then I would not ask my dog to sit ever. He should choose to do it by himself. Studies by some veterinary high schools showed that sitting for more than a couple of minutes disturbed the blood circulation so much that the ocular pressure could make a dog get sight problems or even get blind if they had to do it often. Conclusion. You can ask your dog to sit if he is not a very young dog, an old dog has physical problems or has a hound structure or being very big and heavy. Uh, even adult healthy muscular dogs should not sit often and for long, so keep it to a minimum. Let dogs choose if they want to sit, lie down, or stand. That is their right to do so. After having made all kinds of dogs sit in training competi and competitions for 30 years, I started to notice the above-mentioned things and started to question the need for that exercise, so therefore I stopped asking dogs to sit 22 years ago and just told myself that if I ever needed to teach a dog to sit, I could do it without any problems. I have never felt I needed it. Dogs do all I want them to without any sit commands. If you yourself want to sit, sit. If you want your dog to sit, think twice. That is Turid Rugas. Thanks so much for listening. You can support School for the Dogs podcast by subscribing, leaving a five-star review, telling your friends, and shopping in our online store. Learn more about School for the Dogs and sign up for lots of free training resources on our website, schoolforthedogs.com. 